I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. And I'm Coach Victoria. And today we're going to be talking about things not to do when your partner pulls away. And at some point during a relationship, your partner probably will pull away. Yeah. And when this happens, it hits us in this deep core of our being mm -hmm. that every fiber in our being unconsciously wants to repair this. And I've talked about this in other videos where I believe it's because we are biologically hardwired to connect with our people or our loved ones to make us feel safe, mm -hmm. make us feel like we're secure. We don't have claws or we have wings that we can fly away. Our relationships and our bond with other people is what keeps us safe. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody pulls away, it feels just in your core, like you're being abandoned. Right. And, you know, sometimes it's very confusing, but it's usually very scary um, as to what's going on. And when we're in that f moment, that feeling, we want to do everything in our power to reconnect with them, to close up the gap in that distance. Mm -hmm. And we just lose sight of being in a good place like we're just so emotionally frazzled mm -hmm. that we're panicking we can't think clearly we're desperate and we do a lot of things that we're embarrassed about yeah we do things that we are completely out of character for us yeah. and we're like looking back like oh my god i would never want anybody to know i ever did this yeah. i've had people get caught stalking i've had mm -hmm. people breaking into their ex's place all kinds of things it happens and we're going to talk about things you don't want to do when your partner pulls away and you got to be aware of these things so you can stop them when it yeah. happens emotionally frazzled is a really good way of putting it because that's yeah. really what it feels like when you're in that state so we can end up making mistakes in that state that cost us our relationship. Mm -hmm. So in this video, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about what not to do. Um, listen up, because this is going to be a very important video for you to avoid these mistakes, to be able to maintain that connection. And if you're watching this and you realize that you've done one of these mistakes that we mentioned, don't worry. Or all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. You know, don't think that this is the, the end of it. There's no going back. But from this moment forward, do realize the things to be aware of and just do your best one step at a time. Yeah. And this is important even for when your ex does come back mm -hmm. because it's not like they're going to likely jump in your arms and say, I want to be with you forever. Yeah. No, they left the relationship mm -hmm. because things weren't working and they're going to be reluctant to repair it. So they're going to take things slowly yeah. and it's wise if you do the same. But my point is, is that 
they're gonna show you times where they're distant from you and you need to prepare for that, okay? Mm -hmm. Because these are things that will always happen in any relationship mm -hmm. that somebody will want to have some space. Right. Okay? I remember when I was going through one of my breakups mm -hmm. with this girl that I was dating. Not, I didn't date her that long. I've brought her up on the channel before. And my instinct was we have to talk about it. Yeah. Right? We have That's to talk about it. Yeah. I didn't understand all this stuff yeah. back then. And I was just like, we have to talk about it. We have to talk about what's going mm -hmm. on here. We can fix this. If we just talk about it, we'll yeah. fix it. Yeah. And I didn't understand that she was avoidant at the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know about those things yet. Yeah. And so, you know, me with my desperation of trying to let's talk about mm -hmm. this caused her to be more like, whoa, no, this isn't yeah. working for me. Yeah, and that's very common. And you even see it in movies, you know, there'll, there'll be some argument and then later they have one conversation that fixes it all mm -hmm. magically. So that doesn't always work for people, especially if they are avoidant, uh, because they do need that space to think things over and trying to force that conversation mm -hmm. really violates their boundary. So next, you don't want to interrogate your partner. So this is along the same vein of wanting to talk about things. Mm -hmm. uh, but many times we can get caught up in our own anxiety of why are they distancing? Was it something I did? Maybe it was this day, you know what, where I didn't take the pickles off of my burger or whatever it is. Um, so, that was definitely the day. Oh, that was it. <laughs> that was the last straw, the pickles. <laughs> so we can get into these mental cycles and of questioning and interrogating, and we can project that onto our partner. What's wrong? Like, why, why are you distancing? Why didn't you text me today? What are you doing? So we can manifest that in, in trying to control and trying to find out all the information that we possibly can. So this is just going to make your partner feel more smothered, more trapped, and you're kind of pushing them in a corner in a way. Um, yeah. They might not be ready to even explain that reason, whatever the reasoning is. The reasoning could just be that the intimacy was too much. Um, and they might not be able to know how to verbalize that. that so Yeah, that's important is that you understand is that they probably don't even know what's yeah. going on within themselves mm -hmm. to say it to you. Yeah. Because a lot of times it's an avoidant yeah. who doesn't want to talk about those things or express those things. Exactly. And so, you know, that just pushes them further away. Mm -hmm. So you got to be, that's a big point. Don't interrogate. Yeah. Another big thing, this is really important. I was guilty of this one too, <laughs> is trying to reach out through friends okay. and family. Mm -hmm. Getting other people involved, it seems like a good idea. It seems like it might get you some information, but that information isn't always accurate, okay? You might get some information, but it might be only a fragment of what's true. In other words, maybe you ask a coworker something, maybe you work together with your ex and you ask a mutual coworker, and maybe your ex only told that coworker a small little thing that they wanted them to know, well, now that small piece of information feels huge to you, mm -hmm. but it may be that your ex really just didn't want them to know things and just told them this thing. That could happen with family. Mm -hmm. It could happen with friends. The information is likely not going to be accurate. I had a, a friend, I'll use that term loosely, <laughs> with somebody uh, after the Applebee's situation who I think was lying and sabotaging mm. things because she had feelings for me. And 
So I think she was trying to destroy things because even the Applebee's girl said at some point, like, I didn't say those things. Why would you trust her? You know she's a pathological liar, which she was. Yeah. But that was my one of my few uh, friends, mutual friends, mm-hmm. that I could get information from. Yeah. So be very careful about trying to get information from mm-hmm. your ex through friends, family. And the other thing is that it's likely going to get back to your ex and it's going to piss them off. Yeah. That's what it's I was thinking. Piss them off. But, you know, even if you do get information, that person might tell your ex that you were fishing. So it happens. <laughs> it can be seen as an intrusion, especially for a person who's avoidant. So know that there's other people lurking and trying to find information. It can just be unsettling. So be aware of that. And they're likely to say something like, we're broke up. We broke up. You need to let it go. Yeah. Why do you care? Yeah. yeah. And th- so they're going to lash out at you. So be yeah. very careful about that one. Yeah. Another thing that you don't want to do, and this one is a difficult one, and it is to not take it personally. So many times we can think that it's our fault. In fact, most of the time we think it's our fault. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can be more about their fear of intimacy than it does about your performance in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So we immediately take the blame for it when we don't necessarily merit it. So just put things into context and think about the different factors that are involved here. Chances are that this is very complex um, and that it's not just, you know, one specific moment like the pickles on the burger Mm -hmm. that caused them to pull away. Mm -hmm. Um, So so don't beat yourself up over this if you can. Another thing that you need to understand is that when your partner distances from you, they're not going to be wanting to comfort you in those moments. And you oftentimes are going to them for comfort, but that's the very thing that they're unable or unwilling or don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And so you have to learn to soothe yourself oftentimes in a romantic relationship. And nobody teaches us this stuff. Nobody teaches this us when we're growing up that Mm -hmm. you have to be able to realize that sometimes your partner just needs a little bit of alone time Mm -hmm. or space or is just you know, irritated by you, quite frankly. I mean, maybe they're just in a bad mood. Maybe they're um, depressed or anxious or whatever's Mm -hmm. going on with them. Don't expect them to comfort you like a parent does. You have to be an adult and learn to soothe yourself. Now, that's not all the time. There needs to be times where your partner comforts you. Otherwise, why be with them? Right. But, you know, you want to show them that you can soothe yourself, that you are okay with some space And that you don't expect them to be like a parent and take care of you all the time because that's just going to turn them off. Exactly. And when we're in this state, we could also lash out ourselves at our partner. And a lot of times this happens from an underlying fear of abandonment. Mm -hmm. So we can get in that mindset of, oh, no, my partner's going to leave me. That triggers our fight or flight response. And we end up fighting. We end up fighting it, trying to control it, Um, you know, lashing out at a partner. Mm -hmm. And it can result in saying really nasty things to them that you don't mean it could be like you know you don't care about me or you suck at communicating you don't know how to handle a relationship all Mm. of these things yep and saying these mean things to your partner even if they're true (laughs) can continue to perpetuate this idea for them yeah so it'll be less likely next time that they're going to want to open up to you about why they were distancing or whatever it's just it's going to affect the trust of the relationship not only that, but when you say something like that to them, mm-hmm. they could say something really angry and retaliate. Yeah, exactly. Right? So exactly. you say, 
you know, something to them that about like you, you never care about me. And then they could lash out at you. Mm-hmm. And then it just blows up. These are how up. things escalate. <laughs> yeah. And all because of the space and that separation anxiety. I talk a lot about this in my video. Right. It's an older video. The real reason relationships fail. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to understand these things and these dynamics because you want to be able to navigate them when they happen mm-hmm. in real time. That's the thing is you have to be able to use these skills and use this understanding when it's going on in the moment. Yeah. But, you know, when you're, you know, you've been abandoned in your childhood or neglected and your parents weren't very emotionally attuned and attentive, these things trigger us real quick mm-hmm. and we don't know even know how to calm down exactly. when it happens. Yeah. So when you're in the moment, try to take a breath before you react or do anything hastily. So you want to try to look at things as objectively as possible, as difficult as that is. So it could be that your partner is taking too long to text you or taking more time than usual. Maybe they have something stressful going on in their life and they can't spend as much time with you. So you really want to put everything into context as always and also think about your own emotional response back. Take a moment before you uh, do anything um, to avoid making those mistakes. Really be present with yourself and what you're experiencing. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes it could be because your partner is unhappy in the relationship, but oftentimes, more often than than not, it's Mm -hmm. just because... You know, you guys have spent a lot of time together and one person doesn't need as much time with the other. Exactly. And that's normal. That's okay. But like I said earlier, nobody teaches us this stuff Mm -hmm. growing up. Yeah. But it leads to fights, you know. Mm -hmm. My dad used to want to go play softball or basketball with his friends. Mm -hmm. And my mom would get anxious and lock herself in the bathroom and start crying. And it's like, had she just let him do those things? I mean, she knew he liked to be active and play sports and stuff like that. But instead, it led to the point where he's like, I can't take this anymore. I'm done. Right. And that's basically what happened. Yeah. So, you know, you got to be aware of your anxiety and try your best to, you know, get out of this anxious avoidant trap, which we've talked about in Mm -hmm. other videos, and think about your triggers, work through your, uh, your issues, look at your past and your hurts Mm -hmm. from your childhood, explore them and and understand that that is why you became the way you are in your relationships and figure out how you can do it better. So you're less likely to have a breakup and you're more likely to have a partner that realizes, wow, this guy is really caring and understanding and gives me what I need or whatever that particular issue is of that dynamic. Right, and one more thing to add, especially for those of you who are with particularly dismissive avoidant partners, Mm -hmm. it's up to you to determine how much you will tolerate. So if your partner is distancing to the point where you're not feeling any connection at all, um, of course, analyze your own attachment style, see what your own emotions contribute to this, Um, but you have to decide for yourself what you will or will not handle. Yep. Yeah. It's a personal decision because mm-hmm. everybody has their own needs and values in a relationship. Yeah. And so you have to think about that for yourself. Now, of course, we're here to help guide you. And if you want to get our help personally, you could do that on my website, askcraig.net. You could sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. 
Margaret is available for Skype coaching. And of course, Coach Victoria will be in the videos training with us. I'll be here. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Victoria. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret, click on Margaret on the top of the page and order a Skype with her. For the Knowledge Creative Healing course, click on the link at the top of the page and click Get Started Now.